Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome listeners to another episode of Brainwaves, 8.55am on 3CR Community Radio, uh, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Today on the show we have Nina Mitchell, author of the children's book My Mum Has Depression. Uh, Nina is a mother, uh, was a teacher and now an author who also happens to have depression. Uh, Thank you so much Nina for coming on the show today to speak with us. Um, Thanks. So thank you. That's a pleasure. Fantastic. All right. So um, Christine will be interviewing today. Um, and my name is Kiara and I'll be panelling. So over to you, Christine. Thanks, Kiara. <laughs> Nina, thank you again for coming on the show. So let's get straight into it. Um, you wrote a book, My Mum Has Depression. What was the inspiration and the meaning behind it? Um, at the time, I obviously had depression and a, um, a friend of mine also did. And I've always spoken to my children about it, but I was surprised when she told me that she never told her children at all that she had depression. And I, um, other than being surprised, I was a little concerned about that. So, um, yeah, the, that's how the book kind of came into being. Mm, okay. When did you first realise that you were actually suffering from depression? I became unwell in 2010, but I didn't realise it was depression. My um, depression um, had some strange, unusual symptoms that were very visible so everyone knew something was wrong but we didn't quite know what it was so um yeah I've had it for about six years. Right okay and what was the biggest challenge that you faced when you first found out that you actually had depression or when you got your diagnosis? Um, continuing to work actually um, as, as you introduced me I, I was a teacher and um, unfortunately the stigma of having mental illness and um, being a primary school teacher hasn't gone well together so um I, I was perfectly okay about talking about it with some parents, children, whatever, but admin weren't. So, um, yeah, no, unfortunately, I can no longer work at the job that I absolutely love. Mm. Can, I, can I ask, Nina, how long ago was this? Like, how uh, long ago did this 2012 happen? 2012 was when I last worked full-time. 2014, I tried a return-to-work program that was unsuccessful. So, um, yeah, it's been a really hard to get my head around the fact that teaching is no longer an option for me. Wow, that's actually, you know, when you say 2012 or 2014, that's actually quite recent, you know. It we is often, recent. We often think that we've come quite a long way mm. in the way of stigma and, you know, employment um, around I was amazed, issues. actually, because, yeah, I, I thought we were over the stigma. I thought it was something that we talked about enough so that it was no longer a problem. Mm. That's really sad to hear. Yeah, that is quite unfortunate. Um, Nina, so did you ever speak to your children about depression and if you did how did how did they react when you told them were they were you anxious about discussing it with them not at all my children were always knew that there was something wrong with me because I had these um episodes where I would freeze for long periods of time so you know they saw what was going on and and we've been on this journey together so it's something that we've always talked about and as my symptoms have changed or whatever I've had no secrets with them um, they're they're a bit older. Um, the eldest was twelve when it first started, so he's eighteen now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we've always sp- spoken about anything and everything. So you've always been quite open with them, and they were, they've absolutely. always been there to listen and to understand, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of helped them. They're more empathetic because we've talked about it. Yeah. 
Um, so who would you say has been your biggest support through your journey so far? Obviously my family, they've been there the whole time, but um, I've got an amazing medical team. I see a psychologist every week and I've got a psychiatrist. And no matter how, what, what I throw at them, they refuse to give up on me. They're, they're incredibly optimistic, they're incredibly loving and they're incredibly supportive. And I can't thank them enough for what they've done with me over the years. That's great to hear that you've got a great support team behind you because it becomes very difficult when the, the support around you is lacking, especially in terms of, um, you know, the professional medical team. So that's great oh, to hear. I'd be, I'd be lost without them. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I've had the private health cover to also back me up. So, yeah, yeah, I can't thank them enough. Why do you feel it's important for children to be aware of a parent with a mental health issue? They're living the experience with the parent and... Um, now, after working with children, I know that they're incredibly perceptive. They can pick up that there's something not quite right. And mm. the last thing I ever wanted for my children or for any child is to think that it, they're doing something wrong, that it's their fault when it's not. It's an illness and it's, it's something that's out of their control. So that's why I like um, children to know what's going on. I think you've really um, you hit the nail on the head with, obviously, you know, through your experiences as a, as a teacher, you would have quite a lot of experience, you know, in, in working with children and you are right, you know, they do um, pick up on things and what can often happen is, you know, if um, let's say mum needs to go away or, you know, go into hospital for a hospital admission, um, what can often happen is kids can kind of fill in the gaps with their own stories as to why that might be. Um, and I would can... have, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I would have loved to have been, after, after my first hospital stay, which was six weeks, I would have loved to have been able to go back to my class and say, hey guys, this is where I've been, but you know what, I'm okay. This is what the experience is, and you know, I, I could have shared it with them, but um, no, that, that couldn't happen. Mm, so you actually, you know, wanted to be quite upfront, you know, Absolutely. with I the children have, that you were teaching. Yep. yep. Mm. Nina, depression is... It's so complicated, such a complicated phenomenon to try and explain to another individual, an adult individual, let alone a child. So what elements of depression did you touch on in the picture book and why those elements in particular? There's two things I did. The first half of the book I've used analogies to um, give some idea of what it can feel like. For example, it feels like it's raining inside or it's, it's dark and stormy or I'm falling down a hole and it's never going to end so that's the first half but the second half has got some simple ways that the child can help like just just by being there just by doing things together just by a hug my um best treatment i've ever had the best antidepressant for me is when one of my sons comes up to me and he gives me a hug kiss and walks away it doesn't say anything but i tell you what that can lift a mood even even if it's just a little bit so it's really all about the simple things that make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, hmm. very much so. Nina, when along um, your own journey did you decide to write um, the children's book, My Mum Has Depression? Uh, I wrote it last year and it actually wrote itself. I was lying in bed one night and I, I couldn't sleep and I had all these mental pictures of of what I felt like and I just had to get up and put down the words that were in my head so um yeah it wasn't so, that long ago but it, it was based around what I did with my own children okay so it was it, you've drawn your own experiences of telling your own children about your mental health issues yes and 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 the kind of 
ways that I've used to describe it to them. Okay. Um, Nina, so have you actually sat down with your children and read this book to them? Absolutely. They were the first people. But they, they made sure that I had the words right before we, we went before I went and self-published it. So it was, yeah, so, I made sure they understood. And even though they're teenagers now, they enjoy sitting down and reading the book too. So they were your test audience, I guess. They've always been my test audience, even when I was teaching. It's had their tick of approval. Yes. Um, how how did they respond? Did they did they ask, you know, any, I guess, strange questions or curious questions about things that you had touched on in the book? You know, do you remember their reaction at the time when you were reading this book to them? Were they no, surprised? They just, no, they're just incredibly loving and supportive as they've always been. So, you know, they, they just said, hey, yeah, I, I understand what you say by that. So, yeah, they got it. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe someone else will get it too. Yeah, so they really connected with the way that you described depression. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, it's quite simple, but yes. Yeah. Also, illustrating depression is a very difficult thing to do. And, you know, from what you've told us, it is a picture book. So how did you decide on the pictures that would be used in the picture book? Here I was incredibly lucky because, I yeah, I tried self-publishing through an outside company. And then my uncle who lives in Holland, put up his hand and said, look, I'll illustrate it for you. And he's done a brilliant job of getting inside my head. You know, he, he's, he's drawn a little boy who, um, you know, he's bright and lively and the, and the, the mum who's not always so happy. But he's, um, I, don't, I don't know how he did it, but somehow he did a brilliant job of just making it easy for children to understand. So you feel he was really able to capture what experiencing Ab- depression was like? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he's done a good job of it. Yeah, Nina has very graciously agreed to read out um, an excerpt of uh, My Mum Has Depression um, for our listeners to hear. Uh, Take it away, Nina. Okay, I'm going to read you two of the pages. Um, They're short, but they're about colour and rainbows. So um, the first first bit is, Mum says that it can feel like all the colour in the world is being sucked away and everything has become dark and black. And for this page, my uncle has drawn a cloud inhaling a rainbow with mum in a monochrome and the child still brightly coloured. And then a couple of pages later, it says, sometimes I feel sad because mum is so sad. But then she will smile at me and tell me I help her feel better. Mum says I help her just by being there, being me. She says that I am her rainbow. So that's just a little bit about how the child can help just by being a child, being a happy child and being a child who's there. That's really, that's really, really beautiful. Uh, you know, the way that um, the the mum has kind of uh, recognised or been able to communicate to the child that you know this is this is mummy's issue. You know, this has nothing to do with you. It's not your fault, and you actually bring so much joy and happiness into you know mummy's life by just being yourself and being who you are. To me, I mean, it's very important to me that depression is recognised as an illness. It doesn't define who I am. I have depression, but for me, it's a description, just like having brown eyes or long hair or something. So that's what I'm trying to teach my children, that, you know, depression doesn't make who I am. Mm. Mm, It's it's also interesting how there was that um, comparison between the child who was... I guess, illustrated in colour, and then the other image, which was black and white. That was really interesting. Can you give us a bit more insight into what that's describing? This is, how I, this is where I think my um, 
uncle's done such an amazing job because the child, no matter what the mum's feeling, the child is always in colour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the child is still going to want to play. The child is still going to want to be happy. But at the same time, he's trying to understand why mum isn't quite the mum that she was last week or something. Yeah, that, that's quite a powerful illustration. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs> what is the key message that you'd like children who read your book to take away from it? I want children to know that they help just by being there and by being themselves. And they, I also want them to know that mum is still mum in spite of the illness. Um, the very last page of the book says, my mum has, has depression, but it doesn't stop her being my mum. Right. And actually, that gives me goosebumps when I just think of it because, you know, my, my boys have accepted me, depression and all. Yes. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is quite striking. Um, and what age group is the book written for? Is it a particular age group? It's probably around the seven to eight-year-old, but it's, it's not a picture book like a normal picture book. It's something that uh, I kind of intend for an adult to sit down and read with a child. So um, having said that, I've, I've seen it used with teenagers, I've seen it used with um, well, slightly older than toddlers, um, because it's a, it's a conversation starter. And I've also you know, given it to um, friends who I meet who have depression, and most of the time actually they end up in tears the first time they read it, because they often come across a description in there that resonates with them, and the response is, hey, wow, that's exactly how I feel, and I thought I was the only one. And I suppose the biggest thing to me is that we're not alone on, our, on, on this journey. It's with children, it's with family, it's with friends, it's with anyone who we can get to understand. Yes. Mm. Is the book just for children with parents who experience depression? No, I think everyone can learn what depression and mental illness is. So, no, my, my dream would be for it to be in every public library and every school library so that people from no matter what, whether they experience mental illness or not, are talking about depression and are used to it. Yeah. Um, Could you tell us maybe, going back to your, I guess, your journey in writing this book, do you recall a moment throughout your own lived experience where you wish you could have had another tool for explaining what you were going through to your children? Is there like a particular moment that comes to mind where you, you just really wished inside of you that, I wish I had another way of explaining things to them? Um, I can't recall that in my journey. I just think I've been incredibly lucky in that my boys have understood. And I think because my symptoms were so um, prominent, they've always had to know. So I personally didn't need it. But as I said, I saw friends who I thought, you know, you really need to be telling your child because she knows there's something wrong. So, yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's not only a tool for parents who are experiencing um, depression, but also for um, children of parents who may not, you know, from like yeah. an educational um, stance. Yeah, if we can destigmatize it with our with our youngsters, then we're going a long way to destigmatizing mental illness in society. Mm. Well, and yeah, you know, we we learn discrimination is is a learnt um, behavior, and so is stigma. Exactly. So it is, um, yeah, you know. It, it, you have the right idea in wanting to educate, um, you know, the younger individuals, you know, so that they will go on and, you know, feel as though that this is something that is okay to be talked about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so um, what's what's next for you, Nina? You, do you hope to um, 
write more books such as this one or I get that I get asked that a lot but um no I'm not but this one as I said it wrote itself but my life at the moment I take one day at a time I'm still fighting this illness and sometimes I don't believe there's a future for me at all and that's when one of my sons will walk up to me and for no reason give me that huge hug and I know that I've got to keep fighting no matter what so um one day at a time one foot in front of the other is what I'm doing yeah Mm. I've got another question for you, Nina. Um, have you shown this book to any of the professionals who look after you? You know, your psychologist yes. or your psychiatrist? Absolutely, yeah. I, sh- I gave them copies of it quite early on. My psychiatrist said he'd help me write a whole series of them, but um, no, oh. not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big job. It's a big undertaking. It is. Yeah. So the, so the response that you got from other health professionals was positive? Oh, incredibly positive. Anyone I show it to, yeah. If if they're involved with anyone who um, experiences depression, they get it and they say, yeah, this is really good. Mm. What would you say to um, you know anyone who might be listening who is experiencing depression and perhaps has children, um, you know, and is finding it difficult to to communicate, you know, their experience to them? What might you say to those people? I would. Say say reach out no matter how you feel know that your kids are there just cuddle them just go out into the garden and experience life with them and let them know that you're okay even though you're experiencing a bad day or whatever and let them know that this is not their fault this is something that together we can make it feel better even for a short period of time perfect was there anything else that you wanted to ask, Christine? No. I guess just um, before we conclude, is there anything else, Nina, that you'd like to say about your book? Just some final comments, some final thoughts to the listeners out there. This wasn't a journey I set out on, but um, I have learnt so much by writing the book. And, it's yeah, I've, I've met people who've shared their journey with me and it's been an absolutely amazing experience. Fantastic. If um, if individuals are interested in finding resources, um, you know, to to try and uh, communicate to their children, where where might they be able to find find these sorts of resources? Um, as in my book, or as in other organisations? Um, across the board, everything. <laughs> okay. Um. Am I allowed to say the, the name of my website? You can, yeah, yeah. You can um, say your website if people are wanting more information. Um, okay. They're welcome, yeah, to go onto your website. Okay, so if you'd like some more information about my book, it's available at www.nutsaboutnina.com.au. But I also know that there's an amazing um, organisation out there called COPME, which is um, Children of Parents with Mental Illnesses. Ah, yes, and we they actually some... had someone from COPME on um, on the show earlier in the year. Yeah, they yeah. have some amazing resources out there to help you talk to your children about depression as well. I only found them after I wrote my book, but um, yeah, no, they're, they're wonderful organisations. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Nina. Well, um, on that note, I think we've we've covered everything that um, that we'd like to. Um, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank um, you. It's been wonderful.
You've been listening to Brainwaves on 3CR 855am. You can listen to podcasts of our show at brainwaves.org.au. You can also download them from the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au, and also on iTunes. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Brainwaves. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.